there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week, I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. In this episode, I speak to daytime TV superstar and a really good friend of mine, Judge Rinder. We take a trip down memory lane to his family holidays to Halal Hotels in Bournemouth, a staycation in Blackpool. Tel Aviv and the award-winning cauliflower, nudie beaches and sexy tramps in Buenos Aires. And can you get grinder in Siberia? Fasten your seatbelt. This is the final boarding call for passenger Judge Rinder. Judge Rinder, star of daytime television. I repeat. This is the final boarding call for Judge Rinder. Thank you. You know I love traveling. Too, yeah, now we wedding. we threatened to go on holiday, know, didn't we? A few times. Happened. No, but I want it to happen. <laughs> and you are like my. You are such a good friend, and you're like you're like Mr. Miyogi. You guide me. Do you know that you do? You guide me. What do you mean I guide? What made you wax the floor, and then you can <laughs> enter a karate competition? <laughs> yes. No, you always you always give good advice, and I know mm. you are a judge. But you go, you said, yeah. "I'll go oh. to Israel." You yes. love it, loved it. Yeah. Then that hotel in Manchester, yeah. Hotel yeah, yeah, Gotham. Yeah. You just mm. got away. Is it just me, or is it yeah. other people? No, you're quite right. I've got very exacting standards about hotels and holidays. I know what people like. Yes. You know, so one way of describing me, and that's kind, or you could just take the view that I'm deeply and profoundly emotionally manipulative. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> Might explain, you know, might explain the application on the other side of my marriage. <laughs> you like what you like. You're a connoisseur, despite well, all that. I, I, sometimes I don't try as much as I'd like, you know, no. and you say, Alan, do it. Go on, yeah, try yeah. it. You'll like it. No, I'm pushy. I'm definitely pushy. I'm like a, a, a Jewish mother standing at the edge of the, the dance of going, dance, shut up and dance. Yes. Yes, I'm that person. Mm. And when I check into a hotel... Um, I anybody that's with me. I mean, it, again, you know, it was a particular joy of my marriage. Mm-hmm. Wherever we would arrive, um, I would assume the the first room was just the opening offer. Yeah. Oh, you like oh, that? Do you have oh, anything yeah. bigger? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, do you end up saying that a lot? Always. <laughs> that's that's a given. <laughs> I once went to um, San Francisco and we checked in, and I didn't, you know, I didn't stop two hours later until I had the presidential suite. Really? Yeah, or m- mainly it's a sense of narcissistic arrogance. It's sort of like you have to channel your inner Kim Jong-un, I think. Yeah. What I tend to do is when I ask for an upgrade, mm. when they say they don't have it, it's a sort of combination of disappointment and a total lack of understanding. <laughs> and go up to, you know, let's call her Diane. Diane, um, naturally you'll be upgrading this afternoon because they haven't got upgrading. What? what? I-, I just don't understand what you mean. <laughs> Because you know who's like that Lionel Blair? 
He told me he rings up hotels and says, how much are you going to pay Lionel Blair to stay with you? We are You're like Lionel Blair. In many ways. The tap dancing. We both love Una Stubbs. Yeah, oh, Una Stubbs. Bit of give us a clue. Whenever I go on planes, I'd always get upgraded. I've got secrets. Um, oh, how do you do that? Do you wear yeah. a neck brace? That's a good one. <laughs> Don't you? That's that's how you get. No, Someone faint. told me you just you faint no, in illness. I haven't, I haven't fainted in Actually, you can be careful because you won't get the um, exit seats if you've got uh, a problem which prevents you from you know opening the door. So you don't oh, want to feign a disability. I don't like having that responsibility. No, next no, to no. The but door. I mean, you're like you just nod, go, yeah, all right, love, yeah. yeah. Women and children first. Don't worry. As yeah, if, right. right. We're now inviting celebrities with small celebrities and any celebrities requiring special assistance to begin boarding at this time. Okay, so we're at the airport. Come on, you arrive at the airport, uh-huh. duty-free. What do you get from duty or do you bypass duty-free? Never. You can understand completely why they make a fortune in those mm. places. I buy an aftershave, same one. Yeah. So buy the but same it's not thing. cheaper. Duty no, it's not cheaper. It's cheaper nonsense. At all. complete nonsense. Get it cheaper at Superdrug. Right. Judge Rinder, please come out of duty-free now. I love a lounge. Yeah. What is it about the lounge? It's not even that good, but you eat off the buffet. I know, and that food's been there all day. Right, exactly. It looks like, you know, uncatalogued organisms living in it. It looks like a, a sort of ropey buffet yeah. from a throat <laughs> wedding. Yet you go, oh, I've well, got, it's like those got to have a sandwich. Iceland adverts, isn't it, that Kerry Katona used to do? And it, <laughs> it's like know. a s- sad-looking prawn ring staring up at you. No, 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 I don't like that. Mm. So do you get... What, do you get magazines on the plane or a book? Um, do you go high back? You are an avid reader, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes When you go on holiday, what do you, do you take, like, page turners or do you take... I have to have physical books, so that takes up most of the weight. Yeah. Much I can't be doing with... No, uh... the sun on a Kindle. You can't... <laughs> I know, I know, first world problems. I know, start a GoFundMe page for Alan's... Can't bear no, it. I know. Yeah, yeah. And it's another charger you have to bring... <laughs> Did you go trashy book? I like biography on holiday. Yes. I like escaping into somebody's life mm. who I prefer and imagining I'm them. Because you were quite useful. surprised when you saw I had that Lenny Riefenstahl book about the Nazi. Um... <laughs> I wasn't surprised. Yeah. You're a crypto. You're a big, you're not even crypto. You're, you're a, a, a serious reader as well. I love reading. Yeah. No, I, I know. And um, I no, value I your views on, on literature a lot. Um, you know, once you... Well, like me, you know, once we've swum out of the shallow end, there's you've got a lot to say. Oh, that's sweet. That's a nice <laughs> way of saying it. I remember when on holiday in Mykonos, I took yeah. um, a book called Gulag. It Which was about Gulag... Stalin's gulags. Was it uh, Solzhenitsyn's <laughs> Gulag Archipelago? Because that's not a holiday book, but it's an incredible book. Well, it was the nudist speech I was on, and <laughs> I read that first sentence over and over again because I just kept looking up. What? Why? Everyone was naked. These fit, all these fit oh, men right, naked yeah. in Mykonos on Super Paradise. Me, you <laughs> must have been to Mykonos. No, of course I don't like it. You have to drive everywhere, and you know, if everyone's sort of like there's gay but, seals, it's all and it's all that display and cock. Oh, I know. Do you honestly, know what I mean? one was so big I could have used it as a bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> You think, oh, I could do with a hot dog for lunch. And it's, just, and it's all that, you know, and, and it's all that, you know, the, the great big, those great big beds that you have to pay a fortune for. I know. Not my cup of tea at all. Um, that is interesting, though, when you are, like, 
on a beach like that, mm. whether you take a really deep book, yes, as you are sort of in a place that's sort of very Ibiza, yes, it's yes. like there's a fine line. It's I suppose what is the correct moral cushion between doing something totally important and something depraved? Mm. Like what should the gap be between reading a serious book like about gulag. the gulag and looking up and uh, you seeing, know, yeah, yeah. It's difficult. I've it always is. sort of wondered, you know. I was I finished reading, well, watching, I suppose, the other night for a documentary I'm making in September where, um, you know, so I finished watching the end scene of Schindler's List. I thought, well, and I thought, I can't really sleep, but I can't, you know, I can't yeah. put on Shaving Ryan's Privates now. I need no. a, good, a good cushion. Yes. A good window. <laughs> it's just not right. So what's this doc? Oh, this documentary is about the Holocaust. Isn't I know. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. I was watching again your "Who Do You Think You Are," which mm. was just so oh, moving. Okay. Poland, obviously, is mm-hmm. where you went, and then Latvia as well. C- can you go back to to Poland now, or is it too? Is the memory too solid now? How do you feel? It's an interesting one. Um, it's difficult, you know. For a long time, these countries, places, only existed in historical fact, Alan. Mm. What I mean by historical fact, they were kind of places of horror. Uh, They were places of my grandfather's childhood, um, which was, you know, a a thread woven into a tapestry that was all about the Holocaust and Mm. it was dark. So the only time I went to Poland was to make the documentary before 20 years ago where he lived. And it wasn't a place that I would even thinly consider for a holiday, similar Germany as well. Mm. Um, but what's happened, of course, is that that's changed, especially Germany. Mm. Berlin's an awesome city. Yeah. But it's also um, one of those cities which I... There are a few cities like this, I don't know if you find it, where you really have to know someone for it yes. to open itself up to yes, you. Yes, yes. You can't just sort of arrive, or otherwise you'll end up in all the tourist places. Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's an insider city. LA is a bit like that. LA is Los Angeles, you need. Like, right. I've been there, and then right. now I know people over there. Right. You do see a different yeah. side. To Still it, full home. of twats, though. It is, and it's got absolutely. You know, it's got the sort of intellectual and cultural range of a of a salad, an airline salad. <laughs> Whereas you go to Germany, and what I love about it is how. Um, well, I say Germany. You go to say Berlin. I like how kind of culturally democratic it is. Bear with me before you make a face. Um, it, yeah, I can see, I can see you rolling your eyes and shrugging I'm your shoulders, going, right, love. No, but really care about. <laughs> you go to a classical gig, yeah, right, and it's there's a real range of ages and backgrounds that you don't get here. It's not all the Blue Rinse Brigade. You know, you go to a Wigmore Hall here. It's like they opened up the. Are we? Are we? Are well, it's I... like that scene from Cocoon. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like they open up fucking Harrods Food Hall, and there they all are. Yeah, you know. And whereas there, you know, you go out in the evening, it just feels a bit like Tel Aviv as well. Yes, it feels like you can be over forty. Yeah, and go out and have a great time clubbing, and not feel yeah. like what's Granddad doing. At the same time, you can go and enjoy different. Sort of kinds of culture yeah. and be with a range of people, a, pr- a plurality, rather than you know just a bunch of boring white people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love the food in Tel Aviv. Oh, it's amazing. Oh my god. Put on weight. 
Did I put? I always put on weight on holiday. But I had this cauliflower, and apparently, <gasps> I know where you went. They just roasted a cauliflower, it's but it's won awards in New York. I said, yeah. "How's this cauliflower won awards in New York?" <laughs> but they went, "Yes." But I mean, I honestly great, and all the rooftop bars and it's everything, just and everyone's beautiful. Everyone is right. fit, and you're talking about the, the thing about Israel is interesting because it's uh, they are really fit. I you have know, to say, Buenos Aires. They are fit. It, there was a tramp and I went, woof. Yeah, you would. Exactly. I would. Right, exactly. I, I would have sex with a tramp yeah. in Buenos Aires because they are fit. I sort of know what you mean. Yeah, they don't sell the big issue, but if they did... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd buy one. I'd sneak under that roll of newspaper and give them a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> Israel's interesting because Tel Aviv is a very succinct experience, different yeah. from... The rest of Israel, where you go, and it's of course it's so laced in complexity and politics and history. Oh, of course, Jerusalem. Isn't it? Whereas Tel Aviv is exactly as you describe. It's this sort of hub of it's a happening place at the moment. Yes. A pulse of art and a, a, a real genuine range of ages and sexualities and experimentation in every kind. Yeah. It feels like a breathing, living city. And like you say, you know, people are passionate about the food that they make or the yes. art that they make. It somehow permeates into the yeah. smell of the place and the food. It's like you say, you can roast a simple cauliflower. It but was delicious. You... I'm right. not a big cauliflower fan, no, if no. I'm honest. <laughs> but it, well, I don't know what he did. It was absolutely lovely. Which Terrible wind, but it was, <laughs> it was lovely. And then also, I went to Jerusalem, and mm. then that hotel you raved about, mm. they gave me a... They did. I wasn't what? in the old bit. I was in the modern oh, they go. bit. I told you to ask for the old. Well, bit. I'm not like you, Rob. Am I? <laughs> me, me, me. I I'm Rob Brinner. Don't you watch daytime? <laughs> yeah, I was in Strictly. Don't you know? No, I don't think that's going to go down well. It'd be like me walking into the same place with a pork yo-yo. I don't <laughs> think. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that would be influential or helpful. Now listen, mm -hmm. like the whole of the general public, mm. when you dressed up as Flintstone, <laughs> what's he called, Fred Flintstone, and right. you whipped your top off, right. that amazing body, mm -hmm. so you are beach body ready, no, do you get it? the body out when you're on a bit you show off because you, know, you should to, show I've, off I've got, I've got photos of being in Ibiza and I look at them they're like my mood board my hope mm. of getting back there but most of the time no because th you've got abs I used to have I used to have a six pack and now you know since lockdown I've just got the one it's like a barrel down there oh it's been an absolute one ab just, I think I've got one ab we've both got one ab one ab it's really it's really, it's really it's, the flirt is silent <laughs> It's just falling strictly, apart. what was the most inane thing you had to do? Because, you know, oh. they asked me to do Strictly yeah, and I say, no. I ain't not doing those stupid, crappy VTs where today I'm doing the flamenco, yeah. we're going off to Chester Zoo. Right. You know, I, so I we... say I need to rehearse, <laughs> I can't have True. a day at a factory <laughs> or dancing in a car park. So they didn't do that a, a lot with me and Oksana. Did Large... you tell them? Did you tell them no? No, no, it was none of that. I wasn't, so, I've never deviated. I'm so thrilled to be doing any telly. And I used to do very serious law. And, you know, on telly, you, you, when you do serious law, you'd be lucky, no matter what you're doing, I used to do some very serious international cases. You'd be lucky if somebody made you a cup of tea. Mm -hmm. You arrive to do telly, you've got people running round after you oh, and all I the know. rest of it. I had to stop it because I know what I'm like and I would be you know, Stalin or Kim Jong-un in a week, Yeah, you know. So I don't do any of that stuff. 
uh, the inane thing or the, the thing that perhaps disarms you is that I've never said anything on television, I hope, which has been disingenuous. Nobody conscripts me into saying anything. No. Like, you try to be authentic. You know, yeah, sometimes you've got to do the jazz. But yeah. it doesn't work for me. People can tell when I'm bullshitting. Mm. And so um, the only time I really ever have is in that first day where you go and it's like you arrive and people throw glitter at you and it's like, it's like yeah. a nightmare. Mm. It's like a gay nightmare. <laughs> it's like Dante's jazz-handed hell. Yeah. And you get there and they put this great big glittery light in your face. Mm. And it's sort of like a repeat after me and this producer who kept asking these desperately inane broom-cupboard questions. Yeah. It was like somehow being, um, I don't know, questioned or cross-examined by Andy Crane, but sort of like more That's frightening. That's a blast from the bloody right, past, exactly. isn't it, Andy Crane? Andy Crane has got no breath. Anyway, so she starts asking Andy this question. Crane's anyway, the next thing no I find brain. myself repeating what she's saying, because I'm so sort of, yeah. uh, completely paralysed by it all, and I find myself looking down the barrel end of this glittery camera saying, my whole life, mm. all I've ever wanted to do is to get to Blackpool. <laughs> I thought, what the fuck has just come out of my mouth? I worked in Blackpool. Even the people that I used to represent, the heroin users, used to present, used to pretend that they lived in St Anne's. Oh, I turned the lights on at Blackpool. I'd love to and do that. And then I turned them off again I when actually... I thought, no, I didn't. <laughs> I actually, I think it's quite cool, Blackpool. I cool love, again. when I lived in Manchester, we used to have the, if you want to laugh, you go to Blackpool. Right. And I, I did a Radio 2 show from oh, yeah. the top of a tram with Emma Forbes. <laughs> And she was horrified. She's never, ever been to Blackpool. And this woman, she was sitting in the car and then this woman in a tutu lifted a tutu up and pressed her ass cheeks against the side of the car. And I was like, she was like, what the fuck? And I said, well, this is Blackpool, love. No. But then... The You're people... lucky the same sort of thing happened. She didn't have a, a W on both arms. <laughs> She's like, wow, I'm in Blackpool. <laughs> But then they had this great idea of live on the top of a tram. And, you know, this is back health and safety nightmare. The sparks that was, you know, and I like a cardigan. Yeah. And it was sparks. Yeah. It was terrifying. I was burning my face. I can imagine. Yeah, that wouldn't be. Hello, I'm live on radio. (laughs) These sparks raining down on me. Like a bumper car. Yes. Yes, all this static. Yeah. Do you know what? I had a great time in Blackpool, though. Mm-hmm. That was the best bit, the party um, at Blackpool. Plus, they give you extra money if you get to the Blackpool thing. Oh, do That's you? why everyone says they want to get to Blackpool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. No, no. no but um, actually, it was amazing. We had this amazing party at a hotel that's um, it's in the middle of a roller coaster, this hotel. It's like the roller the coaster. The Big Blue. Right, yeah, the I've Big Blue. I've stayed there. Right. Oh, it's lovely, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is charming. Nice. And they closed down the uh, bar to have this private yeah. disco. Yeah. And honestly, it was like some yeah. weird childhood... Yeah. I, 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 sort of, uh, how would you describe it? it? It was as if a sort of psychedelic fest. There was Rick Astley yeah. doing the conga and singing yeah. his own tunes with Tess Daly. Who, it, was, it was like the, oh. the sort of mad party. It was amazing. That's amazing. Because yeah. mm. I want to go, there's a bar mm. there just for little people. Did you know this in I Blackpool? Didn't know that, no. It's all very secret. So when they're doing the pantos, oh, right. they little people, they can relax and they can, um, without getting any oh, abuse or anything, which is great. Gonna, I didn't know why it's a shame that. Well, you know, people are heightest and everything. Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. First, I'd like to welcome everyone on Allen Air. Flight 86A. 
We are currently cruising at an altitude of 33,000 feet at an airspeed of 400 miles per hour. So tell us a hidden UK gem. Do you know what? I can't lie. I don't do bullshit. I, That's all right, love. I don't tend to go on holiday uh, in England, but I'm going for the first time properly on Monday to go and walk in the Lake District. <gasps> oh, wow. But real, pro- really properly. Yeah, so I got back recently from Namibia. And, oh, we um, must talk about that. It was amazing. But one of the things I really found, um, which is a surprise, and I say it's a surprise because I often listen to people talking about yoga and, you know, being in the moment and that sort of thing. And I want to sort of drown myself in soup. I can't bear. It feels it feels somehow that they're displaying or virtue signalling. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Their sense of inner peace that they found. Yeah. It's like people who are at an opera and are going, yes, I understand it. Look at me. Yes. That nonsense. I mean, it's like on you on Instagram. Right. I mean, the amount of people who are on there, pictures mm. of them on a yacht with a glass of champagne, and right. they're all on antidepressants. <laughs> they're all exactly on fucking so. antidepressants. Exactly. But I had this moment on the second day of walking across the desert in Namibia, and they'd sort of set it up so that we would fail but you know often they'll when you're not available and they've gone down the uh, uh, spaghetti soup of celebrities down to Z and they want that they'll ask me to do stuff and very often what they'll do is they'll they'll want to conscript me into being kind of um, preening or screaming like a highly strung pro- poodle yeah so they put me in the ice bath because we we're supposed to be going to Mongolia just to yelp and I was like fuck off are we allowed to swear on this by the way yes you I can was like, I was like fuck off uh, 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 so I sat in this ice bath and they gave me a, I said like a glass of wine and a mm. cigarette that's what I thought God. yeah and the second day of Namibia they it was this desert 40 degree heat and it was a, uh, a 26 mile sort of scamper you had to do it before nightfall and oh. I found myself just me just the desert listening to music and uh, from the kind of sublime to the less sublime from Harry Styles to the Nine Marler symphonies and I had a moment a genuine moment where it was just me a bit of music in the breath and I felt no phone of course no yeah. invasion from any yeah. outside white noise and I was totally happy and peaceful. How lovely is Just that? in the walking. And, you know, I listened to Wainwright, who's, as you know, Arthur, who, who's written, and if you listen to his Desert Island this, it's an incredibly profound person. He's written for years what it meant to him to walk in the lakes and how the stones matter to him. It's like a living, breathing landscape. So I'm going on Mondays. So hopefully... So you're I'm trying to capture something. some of that inner peace right. in the exactly. lakes. Exactly. Oh. So I hope, I hope I do. I've been to some nice... Where else do I like in England? Well, well you know, can I say about sports mm, relief? I'm yeah. a bit pissed off with them, really, right. because they asked me to do these things and yeah. I have my own challenge right. and they poo-pooed it. What Listen to how this is. Skipping around the M25. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. What yeah, then, skipping? Well, like, like, what do you mean skipping? Like, skipping with the rope? No, not just skipping in a gay way. With right. a rope. Skipping. I do it with you. I said, I and they said, right. health and safety, people will be stopping to look. That's I said, true. well, all publicity is good for And how much money do you want to raise? Yeah. And I thought, there's a few nice wild bean cafes. Oh, there's a great idea, but you've got to get people to join you for like different bits. Do you yes, know what I mean? Yes, like the Olympic tour. Right, exactly. And then I so. pass the skipping rope to right. you at South Mims. <laughs> 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 
my mum lives. We could oh, do that. We could pop in and see right, your mum. My mum. It'd be perfect. We'd get Lizzie from TVAM yeah. to come and join. It'd oh, be you absolutely were so mean perfect. to your mum, and who do you think you are? She's like you without the word. Well, I've got. Do you know what? It's terrible. It's even it. worse than that because this documentary I've made, we go to a concentration oh, camp, God. and it included the most profound moment in my life, and mm. it definitely will be the most profound moment in my life as we stood on the ground of this place, the sacred ground of the place. And I took my mum there for a very important purpose. But I have to say that as we were getting to this moment, instead of being engaged and really centred in what we were about to do Mm. and the profundity of it all, all I could think was, why didn't you sort your hair extensions out? Oh, you are. No, it's terrible, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, was God. driving me mad. And I obviously, as the moment happened, yes, yes. I, I then was totally... <laughs> you are. But it's, you, you're this... It's, that's yes. what goes through your head. I know it does. Of course it does. I say I don't go to, on holiday in England. All of my childhood holidays, people think that I sound like this and that somehow you know, I must have been born... With not just a silver spoon. Or you went to like a girls' finishing school. Right. That's what people assume. (laughs) (laughs) I've got no transferable (laughs) skills. In the event of war, I've been thinking about, or real crisis, I've I've got nothing. I'd have to be a hostage. Like, they've done away. You've got so many skills. You speak Russian. That's, what what use is that? I can't. In Russia, come in handy. Right, when I met you, you were on a train through Russia. What was that for? That was. Because you go, you go. What was that for? Uh, it was, it was, that was a lifelong dream. But I do want to get back to England at some point because all my childhood holidays were in Bournemouth. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes. Right. And I'll come back to Russia really quick. Like I say, people think that because of the way I sound, it's not just a silver spoon. It, it's the whole the old cutlery drawer. Right, yeah. Exactly. Ladle, a ladle. A ladle. <laughs> you have got a big mouth, Rob. <laughs> She's born with a silver ladle in his mouth. <laughs> I know. I was, I, I was sort of wondering when, when this sort of happened to me. I grew up up the road from Amy Winehouse, you know, and yeah. know her family very well. My brother, you've met my brother. Yes. You know what I mean? He loves you. He doesn't, um, as do all my family, they don't um, sound at all like me. I am my own special creation, put it that way. It was, this is what happens, you know. Mm. When I was young, you know, my, my dad was a taxi driver, but there weren't many foreign holidays. We used to go to... I suppose that's how he must know you know, so Amy Winehouse's Right, dad. right, right. Yeah, I know Mitch. Mitch and, yeah. and I grew up absolutely um, in, that, in that world. Mm. And our holidays mm. as a Jewish family was down to, were down to Bournemouth. Mm. And we'd either be in the Cumberland Hotel, which was a kosher hotel, or the slightly more religious New Ambassadors Hotel. It's a bit like when you read stories about going, or rather the stories people tell about upstate New York's the, the, the New York the Catskills I mean this was like how would you describe it it's it's like Jewish on steroids yeah. I mean it was amazing all of like this great big shtetl food it was like what would happen if there was a slightly upmarket hotel in Anatevka from Fiddler on the Roof oh, do you know what right. I mean yeah only with bingo and a disco because we were at the red is it was the dead the dead sea oh yeah and we were in that hotel, and of course, the Sabbath is it oh, Shabbat? Yeah. Right, right, Shabbat on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in this lift, <laughs> and it's it's stopping it's just... at every floor. Right, because you can't press. The you button. can't press the button. And Paul, who is you know, Paul does not even do any research into space. We're in the lounge, and he said to the man, "Can you make me a cup of tea?" And he goes, "No." 
And then he right. just, the man just points right. to the make it right. yourself so, and Paul's like, right, one star on TripAdvisor. Right. So I Paul, said, no, this is their religious. They're not, they can't do anything. They don't do anything between right. these times. But then it took me a while because this, I think, there must be a little shitty kid <laughs> pressing the button because it stops on everything. No, but then they can't press the button. Right, right. I love the idea of you and Paul sort of going around committing acts of anti-Semitic microaggression. I know, I know. But then, then it dawned on us. <laughs> But then we did have some um, Jewish friends, well, friends of friends. Yeah. They walked from uh, Muswell Hill to a party because they didn't want to get in the car. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was, was, it like, was it like this at that Jewish Absolutely. hotel? Oh. To, yeah, no, no. I mean, there was, a, there was a ropey lift. There was a singer <laughs> called Jeannie and there was Bingo. And it, used to, it was my first, I think, real taste of injustice mm-hmm. because um, every week there was a uh, uh, fancy dress... <laughs> Like competition. Let's take it really seriously. Once my mum dressed me up as Miss Piggy. I did the lot. You know, I even made the outfit. The f- <laughs> and my brother was Kermit. Yeah. Obvs. And, um, right, he wasn't. <laughs> anyway, that little shit who was related to the owner of the hotel had dressed up as a fucking fisherman. Which is like when people go um, t- around me, around my area, they, they go uh, uh, trick-or-treating yeah. and they show up at the door wearing, you know, tracksuit bottoms oh, and stuff. I know. And, they say, and I say, what are you? Oh. And they say, I'm a football manager or something. Oh, rubbish. You know, he, he was dressed up as a fisherman. He fucking won. Oh. Right. And you were Miss Piggy. I was Miss Piggy. I got nothing. Anyway, and that's what started it all it's off. my first taste of real injustice at the New Ambassador Hotel. But my granddad used to take us on his own, just me and my, because my mum was working. And those are really special times. Mm. And he used to be very different, quite a complicated human. But when he was on holiday, he was incredibly generous and delighted. Yeah. And, of course, we had no parents. It was my brother and I, you know, getting pissed on Baby Sham. Oh, it was lovely. a night out, R- it? Well, yeah. Oh, it was just, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> Still a night out, to be honest with you, love. But uh, it was great. In first class, you will have an all-you-can-eat buffet, Wagyu beef, Caviar washed down with copious amounts of crystal. Thank you for flying Alan Air. For those of you in economy, you will be jet washed Ribena. So please do not put your hand up. Just open your mouth and let the spray go in. So what's this about you going on holiday with Susanna Reid? Because everyone saw you on Gogglebox. Like, what the hell? How do they know each other? So what's she like? Because she left her hair down on holiday. Yeah, she used to when she drank. I suppose it's nice to just be away from Piers Morgan, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I mean, it's interesting, people that that you meet. And I, especially in this business, Mm. you know, uh, it's a fascinating thing. To find someone genuine in this business. Right, right. And I suppose because I came into it much older... Actually, to an important extent, you did as well. You did a lot of your kind of growing up around inverted commas, ordinary people. Yes, yes. Which means that you, I think, have the emotional capital currency vocabulary to assess people in a slightly, Mm. I think, more mature way. Mm. And similarly, uh, Susanna was one of the people I met very, very long, over six years ago. Yeah, and we went to Ibiza. We're a bit rubbish. We don't really do much. No. Um, I like lunch. Yes. So don't be wrong, we stay in a grand place. Yeah. I like a nice long lunch with beer and lovely food. Yes. And I might go, we might go to the Ashwire because that finishes at um, midnight. 
Yes. And after that, I'm, it's enough already. It's not. I don't want to go. Because they say Ibiza is two halves. You either go there. Yeah. You know, you've got the bad side and right. you've got the good side. So right. you say you can do both. You do one club night out. I think they unfairly represented um, Susanna a bit on Gogglebox. You could get the impression that she's cold and doesn't delight in the world. And she's actually the complete opposite of that. She really does yeah. let her hair down. And um, one evening she took us to a tiny temper gig in uh, San Antonio. She's mad into, she's talked about it, it to garage music. Yeah. Just like I'm into, you know, female grime artists. And I sometimes go to the gigs in, in Bricks and people have seen me there. And they're going, what are you doing here? Do you know what oh I mean? Oh my God, That's this just... is a side to you. I didn't know right, that well, you I love, I like female grime because they don't talk bollocks. They're like modern day Sylvia Plas. Yeah, if we were going to go down the, uh, the, the black hole of pretentious. But, but yeah, so, so we have a nice time. We have lunch. And you know what it is? I think it's a safe space for the two of us to just sleep and drink. And yes be kind of safe around one another. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's much easier for me as a man in uh, the public eye to some extent or in the media, whatever you want to say. And that's true for you. When you're a woman, yeah. you know, you just get differently assessed. Yes, yeah. It's a totally different kind of toxic tsunami. Yeah. In a way where, I mean, if you come back to Strictly, I used to show up to the rehearsals and often I wouldn't show up with uh, any, like with a, with a dancing trousers. I'd go downstairs mm. into the Sainsbury's and buy a pair of pyjama bottoms. Mm. Nobody commented. No. I mean, she shows up and it's like a whole business. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's like that radio show I do with Melanie Sykes, right. isn't it? I mean, the first day, the joy of radio is putting on some jogging bottoms, Uggs <laughs> and a slang kit and just ring up. <laughs> there is a bank of paparazzi trying right. to get... Right, I right, look right, right. like a tramp. I look like a tramp. <laughs> and, of course, I cycle there as well, so what? I'm sweating. Do you wear um, a, a helmet? Uh, and I, go, I look like uh, Crazy Frog. Remember? No. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and then the thing is that the helmets cut into my head. It looks like I've had a lobotomy at the weekend. <laughs> do, you wear the, uh, do you wear your cycling shorts? No, I can't wear them. Why? Well, You've no, got a lovely no, uh, I've, silhouette. I have got lovely legs. No, that's I mean, not what I meant. You've got lovely silhouette. Silhouette. Yeah. No, yeah. I've always thought that about you. You. Deceptive. Oh, well, um, lockdown's been a bit cruel with the old jugs, but anyway. So listen, let's uh, talk about Russia. Oh, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, quickly, quickly about quickly Russia, because yeah. I rang you up sure. and you went, yeah. I'm on a, I can't talk, right. I'm on a train yeah. in Siberia. And I thought, yeah. well, if you don't want to talk, Rob, just say, <laughs> you don't have to make shit up. I'm going in a Siberian tunnel. No, what happened? Yeah. Why so are you there? This was an absolute once-in-a-lifetime bucket list, which was to go across the world by train. Mm. So I say across the world, flying from London to Moscow with my best girlfriend, and we were going to get on the train that goes from Moscow to Beijing via Outer Mongolia. Wow. And it was everything I hoped for and, and more. Katie Glass, who's this brilliant journalist, Sunday Times journalist, came and stayed with me uh, for about seven months. It was just a joy to have her. And I said, should we do it? And we booked in, organised a whole thing within like three weeks, which is unfathomable, unthinkable, really difficult. We, we managed to do it. We flew to uh, Moscow by way of uh, Amsterdam. And I tell you, we had the day in Amsterdam. I mean, that's a story for definitely another time. But I, I have to tell you that the two of us managed to get on the plane from Amsterdam oh to Moscow. When I got on the plane, yeah. I will tell you this part of it and you can draw your own conclusions. I um, asked the uh, air hostess, could she please uh, do a tannoy? Because uh, I need to know where Katie Glass is because she's not here. And anyway, uh, she did a tannoy for Katie Glass. She was sitting next to me. <laughs> I was on the plane. Say no more. Say no okay. more. We, okay. arrive, we arrive in Moscow and it was Christmas and winter 
it's magical. Mm. It's magical in a way that uh, is impossible to describe unless you experience it. And as you know, I'm interested in Russia and Russian literature. Yeah. I speak you know, enough Russian. We went to uh, see um, the Nutcracker at the Bolshoi, mm. and the food was amazing. My what family, are the people like? What are the Russians like? Blunt, honest, no bullshit. And then when you... And you like that. Right. When you yeah. elbow your way through some of it, Totally delightful mm. and hospitable. We went to one of these banyas, you know, they whack you with sticks, and, yeah. you know, with your ass out and that sort of thing. Because they didn't understand that I could speak Russian. And that's so they're saying all that, you know, whack the foreigner, basically, and that sort of thing. Oh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or one of the one said to the other one, that one looks like a right old queen. Actually, not a pejorative, because there is, you know... Yeah. Um, and you sit there, you sit there with no clothes on and you're in the bit next door as there's a bloke biting into a fish and having vodka. Couldn't be more masculine. It's lovely. Oh, no. Nice. Right. It's not sort of... Anyway, we got on the train at midnight two nights before uh, Christmas and our Christmas because they don't have Christmas on the 25th of December. And we'd bought a load of caviar, uh, expensive caviar, a load of vodka. And it was a journey into Narnia. And when we told people we were doing this in Russia, their response uh, was literally that we must be absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah. You know, you know what's wrong? There is a good plane. You are yeah. crazy. You yeah. know. <laughs> and of course, the other thing about it was that in third class, um, they allow the military to travel for free. Yeah. Um, there is a warning, apparently. Yeah. Well, there is one. I read it in Russian, saying, "You know, be careful because there are acts of well violence." Uh, on people, especially yeah. lone travellers, on yeah. for the soldiers. And I was like, oh, great, that's included in the ticket price. Mm. <laughs> so I went through the... Uh, but you, you disappear out of Moscow Station into this world of perpetual winter. Mm. You know, that C.S. Lewis tried to, to touch and describe, but really only gets to... But really only gets to the edge mm. of it. It, it. It's like... Right, hold on to your sick bucket, but it's how I felt, like sublime nothingness. You can't fathom the vastness until you're there. Day after day, and we'd stop in the middle of the night yeah. in places called, you know, Omsk. Yeah. And run off and maybe uh, see a golden Lenin. And then uh, Christmas Day, uh, we stopped in a bigger city. And we, man, the only place that was open was a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Went around that and got it on the train whilst eating, drinking Baltica 9, which is basically a drink that you, they called it the, they call it the widow maker in Russian. Uh, basically pickles your liver in one sip. It was, I got, you know, and then we go and sit in the buffet car and watch the entire world go by as the colours change. And then ended up, we were in eastern Siberia by now, Katie been tweeting. Mm. And it, it captured the imagination of Russians and English people. So yeah. bar car enthusiasts were talking to each other. Yeah. We were like major celebrities. We got off the, uh, the train in Irkutsk, which is in eastern Siberia. And they couldn't have been kinder. And we then went to um, Lake Baikal, which is this mysterious lake in the middle of nowhere. We climbed up a, a, a mountain because the chairlift wasn't working because it was minus 50, so you split in the air and it, it freezes before you hit the ground. Real stuff. Uh, and there are shamanic um, flags everywhere as you stop into a market and get warm and have more vodka. And uh, I got into a banyo and jumped into this ice-cracked lake and it was just glorious. And the food and... Uh, the, the the flatness of the light and the the vastness of it all 
it was sort of magical. And then um, we left there and you get on a new train and you go to Mongolia, which was, again, this new uh, uh, experience. Again, the colours change, etc. cetera. Uh, spent the night in a yurt, which I don't recommend. Then you get on another train and we ended up crossing the Gobi Desert into uh, Beijing and you keep crossing time zones mm. and so you almost disappear into this sort of strange subconscious world where two o'clock means something in the morning means something different and it, it was it's really rare I think I don't know if you find this about holidays very often it's like life perhaps relationships everything um, it's really important I suppose it's difficult not to do to over romanticize overwrite the narrative of what it's going to look like. Yeah. Because depression or failure, or perhaps I don't know, um, disappointment is the best way of describing it, exists between the huge space, the gap, the chasm between the story you've told and then, mm. of course, the reality. And I think very often, maybe always, it's really hard uh, for your expectation of an experience or of a holiday mm. to meet the story you've told, or especially if you're tired, or how relaxing it's going to be, or how you'll feel at the end of it. This trip across the world was everything I hoped it would gift me and more. It was amazing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the crew, I ask that you please direct your attention to the monitors above as we review the emergency procedures. I, I just wanted to see just the experiment. Mm. I've got, I've got, I kept a screenshot of it all. Went on Grinder in um, West as we were passing through Western Siberia will come to me. I can't remember what the, the, the capital is. They have Grinder in Siberia. Yeah, it's big old cities. Anyway, so turn on this thing. And, and anyway, so I said, he goes, you are in Novosibirsk? I said, yeah. I said, no, I'm on the train. He's like, crazy foreigner. Tonight. Can I ask, what was the level of fitness of some of the Siberian men on Grinder? Because someone told me they were at the Vatican on Grinder, and the amount of people, they were all oh, quite fit at yeah. the Vatican, apparently. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And also they'd leave instantly because they'd have that sort of post-ejaculative guilt moment. So you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't mm. have to spend time with them. <laughs> it's a magical trip to do for 10 days with, with somebody. I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to do that. I, I would definitely say don't take your partner. Don't take Paul. Not not your Paul, just anyone's partner. You're I'm not, not going to have an affair on the Trans-Siberian no, Don't Take Someone. Love, I'm, I'm not a home wrecker. No, you go. <laughs> Homo wrecker. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, what I mean is it, you've got to do it with somebody that feels really motivated to do it. Oh, I don't know about Paul. Paul likes to just sit by right. the pool. With right, you go to Fab, one of the fabulous trains. I just got back from uh, Peru and we did one of these like mega first class trains. Those were incredible. Oh. You've got the piano and the rush. And oh, I amazing. love all that. Oh, that's fabulous. I mean, they're fabulous. It's got, it had a bar. I played the piano. It was amazing. And where's this Peru? Yeah, you do. They've got an Orient Express own um, two trains. One's uh, two nights on the yeah. train across Peru. It's, it's magical. So you'd say you, you throw it's a lot, different. you throw a bit of money at your holidays because you feel sure, they are. Thing. Right. If they make you feel amazing, then it's worth the money, isn't it? You sort of get from a holiday, what, like you're saying, what people get from a watch or a what? nice car or something. Precisely. Yeah. If you are, it, 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 it gives... You can't beat travel, I don't think. For me, for me, real joy. You know what I mean? It's the, the thing that I'm happy to waste or invest in, however you want to mm. describe it, you know. And, and it's a memory that's a gift, I think. So. I remember when I took Kelly Hoppen on the tube. She never went on the tube. She asked where the buffet car was. <laughs> <laughs> the circle line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where's the buffet car? I said, oh, no, love, this is a tube. Uh, yeah, trains... Are, yeah. 
she probably said she did say. If you like to look out of your window, you can see banter. And if you look out on your left side, you get really gossipy chat. Shh. And also, we must say about the heavy breathing, it's not you or me, it's your lovely dog. Yeah, no, that's right. Who's he... been giving me evils all day. I usually get on with dogs. <laughs> that's just the way he looks. This is good. for. He doesn't really get on with men, to be honest. He only likes women, subject to them being in a decent pair of shoes. Otherwise, it's a nightmare. Oh, how does yeah. he know what a woman is? Does he, is he oh, it's the smell of the woman or oh, do you reckon it's the bread? Because I've got jugs. Really? Yeah, I have gone up a cup size during lockdown. Uh, we all have, you know. You either come out a drunk, a chunk, or a hunk. <laughs> well, yeah. I had an aunt called um, Janice. She had an Alsatian called Charlie. <laughs> and the dog used to jump up and sniff her crutch. And she oh, you can smell my Charlie. <laughs> and then we always thought for ages that her vagina was called Charlie. But it was her Alsatian. Oh, gosh, I went somewhere totally different with it. <laughs> oh, I thought that's, no. I thought perhaps she was smuggling drugs up her crack. <laughs> No crack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. quick fire round. Go on. Okay, yeah. chicken or beef? A uh, chicken. Street food or a la carte? Street food, definitely. Taxi or tuk tuk? Uh, depends where. Oh, come, come on, on why are you trying to ruin my... Tuck, 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 tuck. Why are you trying to ruin my show? Tuck, tuck. Factor 50 or chip fat? Chip fat. <laughs> <laughs> scuba diving or paddle? Oh, scuba diving. Nudist or not on your Nelly? Not on my fucking Nelly, <laughs> not on yours either. Thank you. Don't bring my Nelly into this. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. It's been a joy and a delight. Thank you. You know what? I just want to visit all these places. You just speak about them so lovely. And I'd never, ever want to go to Siberia, but I think I do. You'd love it. Mm. I'll go with someone else's partner. <laughs> David Beckham. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... Oh, what's that then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like that here, isn't it? Yeah. Snowing, isn't it? Thank you, Rob. No, it's been a joy. Thank you Thank for having you, me. Thank you, ever. Thanks for your lovely joy. Thanks for listening to Life's a Beach. If you loved it, please subscribe. And don't bother unpacking because we're going away again next week. <laughs>